1: MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's The
0: Late Show Poncho Show with Stephen Colbert.
2: Hi. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Stephen, what's going on? Why is everything different? Why are you in the guest chair? Why aren't you behind the desk? First of all, I'm gonna need you to back off because you're freaking me out with all these questions. <laughs> it's simple. This is pre-recorded. But even though I'm not here right now, tonight is still an all-new show with a twist. I spend a lot of that time in that chair right over there interviewing celebrities and newsmakers and authors in this chair, finding out everything about them, what they think, what they feel, how they smell. Hugh Laurie? wintergreen and fresh-cut grass. (laughs) But I thought it would be fun to flip the script this time, have some of my celebrity friends over to interview me for a change. That's right. Even in a show that I pre-recorded so that I wouldn't have to host a show, I'm still not hosting that show. (laughs) So sit back and relax, because that's what I'm doing right now. I think in the Caribbean...
3: I'm, I'm your host, John Stewart. I Haven't said that in a while. Well, uh, we're gonna get right to it. Our first guest tonight... ...is the host of The Late Show on CBS... ...for now. He's won multiple Emmy and Peabody Awards, and award for most obedient Sunday school student, and got his start on an obscure cable network. Please welcome to the program Mr. Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert! <laughs> I believe that's your water, yeah. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Nice to see you. Nice to see you as well. <laughs> now, obviously, I haven't done this in a while, so let me just, I'm just going to start with what's on the card. I am strangely nervous. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Who the do you think you are? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not actually on the card. That was, a. Uh, a, calling little business bit, a, in a, a, a little
2: bit, a, a little bit like Jon Stewart. I think I'm not, a, a little a little bit like John Stewart.
3: Not yeah. at all. Look at you. A little bit. Look how hale and hearty you look. Thank you. Coming in here every night, taking in the toxins sure. and spewing back out rainbow-colored sprinkles. Like, that's your job, yeah. and, you, and you do it, it ate beautifully. Sprin-
2: it ain't sprinkles. Oh, it's it sprinkles, sprinkles By baby. By the way, thank you for dressing up. Thank you very much.
3: Thank you for taking this seriously. I really, appreciate, I really appreciate it. I don't have much space down here. I know. And down so obviously I don't have an extensive wardrobe. Yep. I just wear what I left the show in three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I continue.
2: I haven't. I've only been interviewed once before by you in my life. And last time I was Al
3: Sharpton. That is correct. <laughs> the last time I interviewed, Al Sharpton was going to be on The Daily Show. Yeah. And at the last minute yes he decided he didn't feel like it i don't even i don't even think it was like i'm not feeling well i think it was more like i'm not coming yes and you stepped in and i interviewed you with the al sharpton question i just answered all the al Sharpton questions but the part you forget about it is that i had a ticket in my hand and i was walking
2: out of the daily show because i uh, two weeks before it was released worldwide i had a ticket to a pre-screening of uh the fellowship of the ring And I I put my hand on the door to leave The Daily Show and heard, Stephen Colbert, come to the studio. Stephen, come to the studio. And I said,
3: (laughs) And he said, you're Al Sharpton. I said, got it. That was literally the entire conversation. And then it just ran, and it was so brilliant that Al Sharpton's Action Network actually then asked Stephen to take over. Yeah. (laughs) Which I was... And here I am. I was shocked about. Very few people know Stephen is on television and he shares with you every night his thoughts and, and feelings and dreams uh, about this country and, and his hopes for the future of it. But what you don't know is what a, a devoted and lovely family man, uh, Stephen Colbert, is. And I, and I wanted to ask you yeah. about that. Sure. Which child do you love the most? <laughs> because I think it's interesting. Because I know who I think it is. Yeah. But I'd love to hear who you think. Uh, Probably Nate. <laughs> That's my child. Oh, unbelievable. They got out of that. Well, yeah. Let me ask you a question about, yes. about uh, uh, Donald Trump, if I may. Uh-huh. Uh Donald Trump, great president or greatest president? What, what, would, you, what would you say? Uh-huh.
2: Uh, I think great, great president. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else other than great or greatest?
3: Just great or greatest. I got that question off of an old... There was a show that used to come on after mine. You uh-huh. would have loved it. I don't know uh, about that. I don't know about it that. It was hosted by this high status conservative idiot.
2: Last night, I go out to dinner. Last night, I go out to dinner uh, with, 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 with my wife and my daughter. And as we're leaving this restaurant, people are very nice. People come and say, Oh, I really like the show. I really like the show. Nice. I said, Oh, thanks very much. I'm trying to say goodbye to my daughter. She's, she's going back. She's gone back off. She, she works out of town. She's about to leave, so I'm um, saying, so, oh, hey. This guy comes up and goes, I really love the show. I said, thanks very much. And he goes, I like the old show more, but still.
3: <laughs> I like your old work a little I, bit better. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uncomfortable. Yeah. Let me ask you, since you brought up Do you get the show? Oh, you don't have new work yet. <laughs> no, I don't work. You, I don't work. <laughs> no. I go door-to-door delivering. Dude, oh, really? I now go door-to-door delivering satirical news. Oh, I wow. just I just ring wow. a doorbell. Then they, then You're they canvassing. That's right. The thing that I think I don't think Donald Trump likes the job of president, but he likes the trappings of power. I don't think he likes the like. Why are you talking to me about energy policy? Just get the shot of me going onto the helicopter, looking right. like a mafia. Why are you line.
2: asking me any questions? You know, why are you asking me two questions? Do One you... question's okay. Two questions then you might mention that I just lied to you.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah. When you met him before he was president and he was on the show, and had you met him before... I had. Don- i had
2: met Donald Trump backstage at uh, at Fallon. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was uh, late night or whether it was The Tonight
3: Show, but I went over there and I did... Was I, he running for president at the time? Or no, he was-, he was just a guy. When you and- met him outside of that, <laughs> did the bluster seem... Charming in a sort of music man kind he, of a way. He wasn't blustering at all. He was like, hey, nice to meet you. Like, hey, congratulations what? on the show. He wasn't blustering at He's all. He's got that gear.
2: He's got that gear of like <laughs> just some guy you'd see someplace. That's what he seemed like. Just, he was just some guy. And he was like, eh, let's take a picture. He was like, all ready for it to take a picture. And orange, like you couldn't believe. Like, in person. <laughs> I can believe that. In person. You've met him. You've met him. Yeah. He was. Uh, you famously you gave him, a lot of people have nicknames for Donald Trump, but you have the greatest nickname of all time. Would you care to share it with the people of the CBS
3: audience? Uh, I refer to him as <laughs> Face Von Clownstick. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say this. Affectionately. <laughs> Always affectionately. I know I'm being Always interviewed with right respect.
2: now. I know I'm being interviewed right now. Yes, but can you I are. ask you do, yes. you do you miss at all having a show? THAT DEALS WITH THESE KIND OF JOKES uh, NOW THAT HE'S PRESIDENT OF THE UNITED STATES, BECAUSE YOU'RE LIKE, eh, THAT WOULD BE NICE TO TAKE a couple, of, a COUPLE OF SWIPES HERE OR THERE, YOU know?
3: YOU AND I BOTH FAMOUSLY KNOW WE WERE TURD MINERS. WE TOILED IN THE TURD MINES. WE, we um, GREW UP
2: IN APPALACHIA. WE GREW we UP IN were APPALACHIA. WE APPALACHIAN TURD MINERS. THAT'S WE that CAME right. FROM a family, <laughs> a FAMILY OF WELL, YOU KNOW, MY FAMILY, BACK IN THE OLD COUNTRY, Yes. THEY WERE GOAT BALL LICKERS. That yes. was,
3: they're turd mining would step up. Turd mining would but step we've up for them. Both lost many people close to us to turd lung. It's been a, it's been a terrible thing. Yeah. So working at the Daily Show, I was, I felt as though I was toiling in the turd mines. And then I finally quit, and a giant turd asteroid <laughs> heads towards the planet. <laughs> now. In that instance, if someone said, hey, you were a turd miner, this is the largest turd deposit ever seen. Don't don't you wish you were in there? And you're just like, I'm out of the turd business. I'm out. Come on in, John, the turd's (laughs) fine. We have to go to a commercial. Stick around when we come back. More Stephen Colbert.
1: Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
3: So, I came up in stand-up. Where you learn to kind of, you deliver it as yourself, and as authentic as you can be to yourself is how good you're going to become as a stand up. How unique you can be. You came up as an actor and an improvisation, uh, improvisation. Yeah, never genius. did stand up, never did, not, genius, so never, did, never did stand up at all. But always wore, even on The Daily Show, some sort of veneer of character or affect. Yeah. Did that for a long time. Did it in a way nobody years, had ever done like that, yeah. it. And on the Colbert Report, rendering that character in real time like a supercomputer like nobody could believe that you were able to pull that off what was it like to then pull off all of the character all of the facades and feel did you feel vulnerable sharing all the characters you played were incredibly opinionated when you first came out here THE VULNERABILITY YOU FELT EXPRESSING OPINIONS THAT PEOPLE KNEW THAT THEY COULD PEG TO YOU, HOW HARD WAS THAT? THAT WAS ONE OF THE CHALLENGES. Mm-hmm. ONE OF THE CHALLENGES THAT,
2: OH, IF well, I SAY IT, IT'S REALLY ME SAYING IT, NOT A CHARACTER. YOU, can't, you DON'T HAVE THE PROTECTION of THE MASK. YES. Um, WHICH I WORKED SO HARD TO NEVER LET GO AT THE OLD SHOW. Like I THINK I'VE TOLD YOU BEFORE, BEFORE I WALKED DOWN ON STAGE, EVERY NIGHT ON THE OLD SHOW, I'D SLAP MYSELF IN THE FACE HARD TWICE. And the rule was, I had to slap myself hard enough to regret having done it. (laughs) Because I knew, like, tonight, like, don't drop the mask. You've worked so hard. It's been 10 years. Don't (laughs) drop it tonight. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, got it, Okay. Yes. And then I'd walk out, like, okay, because there's no other take on this, so I'd go do it. Here, first coming out here, A, I didn't know who I was. I mean, I know who I am as a, as a human being. And so, my wife, Evie, I'd have her sit in uh, chair five rows back over there. Mm-hmm. For the first month, she sat there because I'd go, Oh, oh, I'm married to her because my character wasn't married to her. Right. My character was married to a woman named Lorraine. Yes. And it was not a happy relationship. No.
3: So, well, I'd you go got out. a lot of great breakup challenges.
2: Exactly. There. So, I would look at her and go, Okay, I'm her husband. This is me. I'm me. You know, I'm their dad. I'm her husband. But I was completely uncomfortable standing out there and just telling jokes. We didn't really do a
3: proper monologue for six months, something like that, for six months. Do you remember what moment allowed you to confidently step into who you really are hosting this show and when it happened?
2: Uh, there, there were several because there's different aspects of the show. There's like there's a couple of different shows here. Mm-hmm. I mean, the monologue is one thing. Desk is slightly different. And then the interviews are a totally different beast Anyway, right. a way. Um, for the interviews, I got there a little bit quicker, though not consistently, when, when Joe Biden was on. AND JOE BIDEN, yes. um, REALLY, ONLY I, MY REAL SELF, COULD HAVE RECEIVED WHAT MR. BIDEN WAS WILLING TO SHARE WITH ME AND WITH THE AUDIENCE. TWO
3: CATHOLICS THAT HAD DEALT WITH TERRIBLY PAINFUL LOSSES. Ex-
2: EXACTLY, AND WHEN HE LEFT, I TURNED I turned TO TOM OVER THERE, AND I SAID, THAT NICE OLD MAN JUST GAVE ME MY SHOW. BECAUSE I KNOW THAT THERE ARE TIMES WHEN I ABSOLUTELY HAVE TO BE MYSELF, AND, and THAT WAS SOMETHING TO HOLD ON TO FOR, WELL, FOR THE SIX MONTHS BEFORE WE
3: FIGURED THE out right and then um, by the way a beautiful night to watch and i was lovely leading up to it it was one of those things where i just i was waiting for the two of you to coalesce like that
2: yeah it was a real privilege and uh and then well certainly certainly when chris lick came on he said you guys are so good at responding so quickly to what just happened what if you just did a monologue that was about that every night and i went uh, I I'm Satirical not, news. I know. I said, I'm not going to do a monologue where I do one setup, one punchline. I hate that. I'm not going to do that. And he goes, do as many jokes on any subject as you want. Just do the thing that you seem to like the most. And I went, there's a crazy idea. <laughs> Enjoy
3: do th- doing the show.
2: H- honest to God. Because when you first come over to do a show like this, you think, oh, I have to do it totally differently. I remember I said to you, we were about to open and you came over and you said, so how do you feel? And I said, well, man, I just... I mean, good, I feel good, I like what we're gonna do, but, you know, what, you said? I said, I haven't found something to replace the monologue. And you went, oh, so after 60 years of there being late shows, (laughs) in the six weeks you've been thinking about, like, doing the show, you haven't replaced the most recognized form of something that has existed for 60 years? Let me just explain,
3: in my defense, I'm a bit of a
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I really thought... (laughs) Because the whole objective, because they're totally different beasts. Like the old show, you know, that was, we were trying to do something that hadn't been done before. And here, what I've discovered is I can have so much fun doing an old form, but with our flavor. And so I realized like, oh, I'll just go figure out what my monologue was, which was a difficult uh, trip for me because I'd never done stand-up. I had to get used to just staring at a camera and telling jokes as myself. But... The live shows are really what did it for us. We started doing live shows. Right. Basically, we got our, 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 our ship sort of uh, the battened down for a couple of months, and then we started doing live shows. And live shows gave everything immediacy. Right. And then, then I knew, oh, I know how to do this show now. You have to do it with, with immediacy and with urgency and all those things that we took to the old work through the character, yes. but now I just have to say it as myself. And really, part of it was trusting Tom and trusting the writers and knowing that I didn't actually have to... Um, steer the ship so tightly. They know what they're doing, and they, they know um, the kind of comedy and satire I like, and that trust paid off in the show we're doing now. Yes, it
3: did. Yeah. When we come back, more with young Stephen Colbert. That, that's that's hilarious. Wrong hole. That's yeah, it I really is. Yeah, very yeah. funny. Yeah, very very funny. Yeah, uh, we're back and we're talking with Stephen Colbert, uh, who is, uh, if uh, I hope I'm not speaking out of school, uh, noted substitute Sunday school teacher from New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Tell tell me about that.
0: That's well, when a...
2: I go in there, I don't talk so much about the Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I introduce the children to the. Uh, subterranean pre-human gods of the Lovecraft mythos. Sure. Cthulhu, Hastor, he who must not be the named. The Titans. The Titans. Exactly. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
3: Who's your favorite character in the, in the Bible? Old testament. Uh, Old testament. Old Testament. Old uh, Testament. Or as you would call way, it, the, the Bible. Testament. <laughs> the as, testament. I, as I would call it, the Word of God.
2: I, uh, favorite that's, character. A, that's a toughie. That's a toughie. Old Testament. Old Testament. Old Testament. Uh, I would say maybe Aaron. Because Aaron did so much and gets no credit. Moses gets all the ink, but Aaron actually led everybody because Moses had the stutter. Aaron did all the... This is true. It also, says...
3: Moses, very few people remember, spent a lot of time up on the mountain. And, and Aaron's... during that time, yeah. kind of hit the fan. Right. <laughs> so you Aaron... know why I would have thought he would have said? Isaac. Because he yes, because everybody talks about Abraham like he was the guy that did such a great thing. Meanwhile, it's Isaac. His father basically tries to kill him because an invisible voice said kill him, and then he was like, just as he was about to kill him, said, "Uh, uh, it's okay." (laughs) Now Isaac has to deal with the ramifications, which is really the foundation of Judaism: (laughs) being rejected by your father.
2: I change my. I'm gonna change mine. I'm gonna change mine. Sorry. I want to change mine. Had a to, lot of microphones. To Job. Job? I want to change mine to Job.
3: Because wow. he
2: does not curse God. No, he does. Because he he, he endures. He, he endures all, even though his neighbors are saying like, "Curse God and die." What are you doing? And he you, ever read, uh, you ever read J.B. by Archibald MacLeish? How, of course, I stay in a lot of hotels. Okay. <laughs> well, in it, in the, it's one of my favorite <laughs> poems. In, it's, it's, it's a poem, and it's a play in verse yes. by Archibald McLeish, uh, who is the poet lord of the United States, and he actually wrote this play where Zeus and Nichols, who are God and, and, and Satan, are, like, talking about, hast thou seen my servant Job? Like, well, they're gonna test him. So Nichols, who's Satan, comes back after everything's been taken from Job, and, and basically, Zus, who's God, goes, so what, uh, what'd you think down there? And he goes, what'd he do? And he goes, he didn't curse you. And, he sa- and this is what uh, Nichols says to him. I heard upon his dry dung heap that man cry out who cannot sleep. If God is God, he is not good. If God is good, he is not God. Take the even, take the odd. I would not sleep here if I could. But for the little green leaf in the wood and the wind on water. And that is the gratitude you have to have in life no matter what dung heap you lie on.
3: Let me... Here's why... And I don't know if this is ever going to be in the show. Here's what I want to let you know, and I mean this. This is what it's like to hang out with this cat. Like, you'll literally be like, did you see the Mets game? And he hits you with that...
2: I used to be way more comfortable in this chair than that chair. Now I want to be in that chair. That's a huge really? change. Is that I always wanted? I wanted her to be the guest, even on my own show. The, the the joke at the old show was, well, it doesn't matter who you book. I'm the guest. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> my char- That's why the character ran over and sat down. Because right. he was the guest of his own show. I've never liked that And that person that got chair. to be
3: really never. I always liked this chair. You were on here with Dave a bunch, right? Yes, I was on here a, a bunch of times. Is a little bit, if I may, and this is not giving away secrets, a little bit colder in the studio. <laughs> like, you would come out here, and it was like Dave was filming the scene from Rocky where he beats up meat. <laughs> like, you would walk right. in here and go, like, yeah. is, is, like, is, are they concerned about bacteria growth? Because <laughs> we are in some kind of sub-arctic
2: Yeah, scenario. that was like 56 degrees. This is like 60. I think we do 60 degrees. For
3: the four degrees mean everything. <laughs> but I would sit here, and, and Dave and, and Stephen is the same way, he was sort of the pope of comedy. Absolutely. And you came on here and you just wanted to please Father. And it and was. And then you'd go home and you'd watch
2: him in the interview yes. to see whether when he laughed that was a real laugh. Did you yes. really get Dave to laugh? That's right. That that was the best.
3: And yeah, and I I'm still I'm sorry that he left the show because I was getting close. Um, <laughs>
0: Yeah, 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 I right yeah, there. yeah. I understand,
2: yeah. Uh, but do you know yeah. what he
3: called us? Do you remember what he called us? Heckle and Jackal? He called us the, the cable twins. The cable twins. Uh, it has been an honor and a pleasure to interview you, but more importantly, it is an honor and a pleasure to watch this program every night that I do from my perch underneath. And you're underneath just seeing your it for, shoes. you're just seeing my groin the whole time. And let me tell you something. Mm, that's a great show.
0: <laughs> Stephen Colbert. I guess. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. We'll be dropping classic bits and celebrity interviews seven days a week while the show's away on summer break. The Late Show will be back on September 6th with all new episodes. If you're enjoying The Late Show Poncho, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. For more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And
1: subscribe to The Late Show
0: on YouTube.
1: MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
3: CBS Sunday, after the Equalizer.
1: You collect rewards, right?
3: This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker You strong swimmer? So-so So-so So-so's okay Justin Hartley stars I survive You make
2: quick, smart decisions If you never let panic take the wheel Sounds cool It is cool, actually Very cool
3: Tracker CBS season finale Sunday After The Equalizer On
2: CBS And streaming on Paramount Plus